your friend in the corner there, Kevy? No. Yes, Kevy Mental. How's it going? It's your friend Kevy. I'm back. Sorry for the delay. Once again, I say this every week. I say this every week. Um, this week on my podcast is the great Maddie Kelly. She's a really funny comedian. She was just living in New York. Um, I asked her to do this podcast like a long time ago, and she told me she's too young to know anything about music. Uh, and then she decided to do it. And I'm so glad she did because it's actually such a good episode. We talked a lot about mental health, actually the creative process, and if you can, uh, if the art and the artist are two different things. Um, so that's an interesting conversation. We get into that. Uh, I show her Prince, Bad Dance, the weirdest number one single on Billboard of all time. And then my manager, Jonathan, interrupts us at a certain point because we were doing the episode of 604 Records, which is where I do music. We were doing the Fake Shark music. Maddie stopped by and hung out. And we did the episode. So get into it. Maddie Kelly, your girlfriend, Kevy. Let's get it. Strange world design make foolish people. I never dream that I'd meet somebody like you. Okay, Maddie Kells. Kelly. Maddie Kelly. Do you not like it when people say Maddie Kells? Is my Instagram name? Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. My How real na- last name is Kelly. I know. That was that was like a sign of endearment that I gave oh. you a nickname. That's what people tend to do. <laughs> do you? Do uh, well, I'm, c- I'm worried that people think my real last name is Kelly. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. People fuck my name up all the time at Starbucks. People spell Kevin wrong all the time. You say Kevin? That's your Starbucks name? Yeah, because I don't want to have any confusion. I also think it's weird when people try and force their nicknames on you. Yeah. It's like introducing myself as Kevy is kind of like. Yeah, that's true. It's very kindergarten, I think. <laughs> I, I am Kevy. Exactly. I say Lola. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. When you're c- talking about me? Yeah, I call you Lola. That's not my name at all. <laughs> what do you mean you say Lola? At Starbucks. Really? Mm-hmm. Just so that they, they can't screw it up? Well, this is the thing is one time uh, I said Lola, and then I was at Starbucks, and I guess there was another girl named Lala. <laughs> and oh, no. Lala took Lola's drink. Oh, I've had my drink taken so many times. By other Kevins? Just other people who drink iced Americanos, I think. I, uh, Do you get tasty drinks there? Because I only like drinks that taste bland. I get tasty drinks because I'm half white. Okay. And I'm a girl. Half white? I'm qu- three quarters white. What? Oh, right. I knew that about yeah. you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what's your other half? Indian. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. South That's Indian. so cool. Yeah. I'm trying to bring it up a lot so people know. <laughs> 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 but it's, I, I only go to Starbucks if uh, I have a gift card from an aunt that doesn't know me anymore. That is a great gift from an aunt that doesn't know yeah, you anymore. Yeah, that and an iTunes gift card. That's a good one, time. too. And then I go to Starbucks and I get something with lots of sugar, probably pink. Oh, yeah. Do you like that Halloween like brains drink? I don't know what that is. It was supposed to look like uh, Frank uh, Frankenstein's brains or something. And I I like the aesthetic of it because I like the color pink, as maybe you've noticed the color of my shirt. <laughs> but um, it, I felt like it was going to taste like cupcakes or birthday cake, and then it was like tasted like oranges. Oh. That's con- too confusing for my palate. Yeah. I went, I went the other day, and I was like, oh, is that good? She's like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> like, <laughs> they so do, honest. They do not give a fuck anymore at Starbucks. No. You know what's great is Pedro, who you just met, the engineer here. We're at 604 Records today, by the way. He ordered a bagel once, and they put his name as bagel on <laughs> his cup. And then every time he'd go there, they'd, they'd call him bagel. They hey, stopped bagel. asking for his name. That's a cute nickname. It's, it's like a good name for a cat. Bagel. That's yeah. a great name for a cat. Do you have a cat? I got nothing, man. I killed a fish. No. <laughs> yeah. On purpose? I was really, really, really depressed, and my fish was really, really, really so depressed, you killed your too. Fish? We just stared at each other, <gasps> and he died. I'm so sorry. I didn't even notice. <laughs> I was so depressed. You're. This is recently? This is years ago. Okay. This is two years ago. What was the fish's name? Don't what even was remember. his name? Well, he was... Bagel. I got him... <laughs> I got him through someone else. Secondhand fish. Uh... I can't remember what his name was. Oh, man. That's really sad. Try and remember it within the context of this conversation at some point. I think at it was Dave. At some point, Dave. be like, bingo, or whatever. I think it was Dave. That's a pretty good name. Yeah. Not great. Named after Dave Merhej, I heard. Uh, um, yeah. 
that's cool. What uh? So what's your go-to drink typically at Starbucks then, uh, Lola? Um, in the winter I get a half sweet Earl Grey tea latte. Okay. With almond milk, and okay. then in the summer I get a, a passion fruit iced tea with half lemonade, half sweet with a pump of raspberry. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's the best tasting thing I've ever heard of. Yeah, it's all, it's it'll dye your mouth. It's okay. Really? Yeah. Man, remember the days of candies that make your mouth blue and stuff? That's so cool. That's like a popsicle <laughs> move these days. Yeah. Are you like a, a sweets person? Yeah. Okay. I had like a, like they say an addiction is when you like wake up in the middle of the night to do it. And yep. I would wake up in the middle of the night and eat candy. Really? Like yeah. what? Anything. I, I would licorice a lot. Gummies. Not kind chocolate. Of like Twizzlers. Red? Yep. Have you ever had red vines? Yeah, I, I, they taste like marshmallows. Really? And <laughs> that's a problem? Yeah. I hate this candy. It tastes like marshmallows. A, a Twizzlers girl through and through. <laughs> Fair enough. I used to drink Coca-Cola with the Twizzler straw that's into my move. 20s. <laughs> I find that that cancels out the taste of both things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but also, people think sugar makes you hyper, mm-hmm. but it doesn't. It's an emotional suppressant. Really? Yeah, sugar makes you more chill. They've done so many placebo tests with kids and aspartame, and it doesn't really affect them differently yeah this is the most educational episode of this podcast <laughs> yeah. what, what other things do you know that, uh, like that that we don't know i know that they did a test with a licking robot licking yeah robot. and they made the robot for this purpose to see how many licks to the center of a tootsie pop what kind of tongue we talking about i don't know that's that's what i don't know <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> a, a robot tongue. tongue okay like a wet plastic tongue thing wait what year was this <sighs> They've or been saying that since 1982. the 70s. 1982. Really? No, I don't know. I think it was recent. But it was 324. Really? Mm-hmm. Can you imagine just eating something like that by just licking it over and over again? That's exactly my thing, too. <laughs> I'm not sitting there having a lick, lick, lick. I put it in my mouth and I could do my taxes, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Adult stuff. <laughs> we were looking at old pictures. Me and my, me and my uh, high school best friend were hanging out yesterday. Uh-huh. We were looking at all these old pictures, and um, we found a picture of me with a candy cigarette hanging out of my mouth. That's the coolest shit at I've ever 19. Heard. That's the coolest thing I've ever heard of. Yeah. I should bring that back. Maybe I'd stop real smoking. I didn't know you did that. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> did you say I'm dying? No, I said sometimes. Oh. <laughs> When I was in New York in the summer, I was like a smoking lady. You were living there, right? Yeah. Were you doing stand-up there? Yeah. How was it? Really bad. Why? Really, really bad. I I had a nervous breakdown, but I don't think that was stand-up related. I was just like, I don't really know why it happened. It just happened Mm. to have happened. But I was... (laughs) Things add up, maybe? Yeah, and you run out of money. Yeah. And like I... The problem was... I was going to get a job and then I just didn't get a job. And then it got like so close to coming home that I was like, well, I'm not going to get a job for three weeks. But looking back, I should have just gotten a job for three <laughs> weeks because I was like, if you have like five dollars yeah. and you can't leave the house in New York without spending money, like you yeah. cannot walk down the block, you'll die. Yeah. And I would just sit in. I was in living in a five, six bedroom apartment an hour out of the city. Um, and my room was like smaller than my bathroom here. Oh, my goodness. And I'd just sit in my bed and look out the window, and people were just screaming, and I would oh, just sit yeah. there. It w- and I also wasn't sleeping. Oh, uh, that's the worst. This isn't very fun on the podcast. No, it's, this is good, be- though, because people can relate to this. I actually, sometimes when I'm sort of like, my mental health isn't as good as it can be, n- nights are the worst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when I get the most introspective. My mind really yeah. races at night. Yeah. And uh, I really, really will, like, dread nighttime. Yeah. Like, I want to just go to sleep and just get the night over with. Yeah. And then, I don't know why that is. Well, anytime you're living a lifestyle, and I think this is why stand-ups and musicians uh, are prone to kind of insanity, mm-hmm. is that it's very easy to slip into a lifestyle where you're sleeping at, like, 6 a.m. Yeah. And then it's, like, the choices you can make in the middle of the night are, like, not productive choices. Totally. You can't do your laundry. You yeah. can't go for, like, a fun walk. You can't, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, the foods that are available to oh, you so bad. are terrible yeah. like then you're one of the night people and the night i mean i'm obviously we're both probably one of the night people yeah. but it's not a good way to live yeah i and also there's that myth that like oh well you're having a hard time in life probably means you're writing better songs not no. me i need to be in a good m- emotional place to be creative totally oh yeah totally you're like that too oh yeah yeah yeah. i um i can write stuff but mm-hmm. like it's very like self-indulgent and shitty and like yeah that wouldn't I also find yeah. that when I'm in that headspace, my mind isn't clear enough to know if something's good or bad. With yeah. with sort of 
the things I'm making sometimes. Mm-hmm. It won't be obvious and I, I won't be excited. And like, I mm-hmm. find that when I get excited creatively, it makes me want to do more things mm-hmm. and then it's inspiring. And then if I'm not feeling like that, it's just laborious. Well, I think also like, obviously a lot of people struggle with depression mm-hmm. and there's some art that you do like enjoy when you're depressed because you're like yeah. this is how i feel yeah but that isn't like even a mindset that i want to put in people's <laughs> life you know yeah i don't want to be like you know, i would i would rather make something that's like elevating them and i can't do that if i'm depressed yeah well your style on stage is like very peppy and, yeah. and like fun <laughs> fun loving yeah you know well and i want them to have fun they came yeah. out for a night of fun that's you like know? my band too i want yeah. everyone that it's, i want to bring the party i want it to be yeah. fun i want everyone to leave like ha- i don't a good time. i don't want anyone to say that i was brave on stage <laughs> it's funny how that could potentially be insulting it's like well, it that's is. not what i was going for i just wanted you to have fun but i mean i went through a phase like a year uh a year and a half into doing comedy where i was just like every joke i had mm-hmm. was about having a miscarriage being depressed, yeah. dating old guys, having anxiety. And like there <laughs> I went on the road and yep. this guy just heckled me and it was the it was the saddest heckle I ever got because he just said, You're twisted. It's my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the most honest heckle I've ever heard. Yeah. He wasn't trying to hurt your feelings. No, he was like, You're fucked up and you're ruining my birthday. <laughs> I don't want to ruin anybody's birthday. It's almost like he was yelling at you for help. yeah it's true i've turned it around after that so pretty good that's so funny i've only seen you have fun sets yes yeah yeah now i talk a lot about um breakfast in bed that's good Mm -hmm. and uh okay this is this i haven't this is is this this podcast kind of a process kind of yeah i can tell you my new you can tell me anything okay so i put my phone in black and white mode i didn't even know you could do that oh yeah even Um, iphone yeah I'm never going back. Really? Yeah. Why? Because it's like I'm in this cool French film <laughs> all the time. Also, you look at your phone way less. Turns out I didn't even care about the information on my phone. I just wanted the colors, <laughs> baby. <laughs> wow. You're, it's like when you're ordering at Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> but if you, and then like um, I was trying to put something on Instagram and I was like, I guess I should look, like see how this looks to everyone else, yeah. you know? And I, I was put my phone back on color and I was just like a zombie to it for like an hour. Oh, like it's, no. the colors are so addictive. You got to show me how to do that. People I love are calling one. it, people by me and this one guy are calling it phone noir. That's so cool. Yeah. You should do an album called that. That's a good album, right? Yeah. Me and my newspaper phone. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. But I want to talk about that on stage because I think um, many people will put their phone in black and white. That's, that's a good point. And that's silly. Also, this is like, <laughs> this is the, the way I want to be brave, but there's never been a famous, straight, observational, clean comic who's a woman. Famous, ever. You're so right. It's Wanda Sykes, Ellen DeGeneres, and then Dirty Comics. You're so right. Wow. That's really a good point. Mm-hmm. There's never been like, Jer- because I don't think, I don't think we let women just be like a generic, like, ev- we don't they let women be an every man. Kind of yeah. special. Yeah. And it's not like I want to shy away from talking about things that matter to me. Like, I still do, like, feminist jokes or, like, relationship jokes or whatever. But, like, mm-hmm. that's, like, a – that's the hardest kind of comedy, too. Yeah, for sure. I guess because the pool's big for it. It's like if you make mm-hmm. pop music, everyone's making pop music. So it's right. hard to break through in that way. Yeah. That's really interesting. I think you should do that. Yeah. That's really cool. That's my goal. So It's really hard, though. I believe it. But you, you do a, ver- a variation. I mean, the stuff I've seen is a variation of that, I'd say. You'd say, yeah? Yeah. Well, at first, it was like, I, c- <laughs> I also am like definitely a, like a restrictive person. Like, I'm always just like putting limits on myself. Yeah, like as a challenge. Yeah, like for sure. And I'm really like conscious of just like any crutch. So like when I was addicted to sugar, then I would got a sugar. Then I was addicted to weed. Then I stopped smoking weed. Then I was drinking way too much. I stopped drinking weed. Now I'm like shopping. It's like, got to get that out. You know, <laughs> like I, I want nothing. That's so cool, though, that you are able to just go cold turkey on stuff. Yeah, but then I'd always find a new thing to be addicted to. <laughs> always. That's no, just more experiences. Right? Yeah, you're right. Are you so the. But the yeah, then I was like, no um, swearing. Then oh. I was like, then I was. No, I was like, first I was like, no dark shit. Then I was like, no sex stuff. Then I was like, uh-huh. no swearing. Then I, now I'm like, no. Um, I just for right now, I just don't want to write jokes about like me and my life. Yeah, fair enough. I just want to, I want to write jokes that are like, don't we all have this in common? Okay, yeah. I remember the first album, my my first ever real band ever made, I didn't want to say I or me or you at mm. all in the lyrics because I didn't want it to be... I felt like everybody was doing that, and so I just wanted to sort of paint pictures lyrically. That's cool. Yeah, so I understand kind of where you're you're coming from that way. And then 
there in when you play guitar, there's the most common chord you can play is called a power chord. And Lewis, who you just met, he was like, I'm not gonna have any power chords in this whole album. Right. So we do a variation of that, and then it's it's cool to sort of like swim in those waters, and then and then not have them as a crutch, like you say, and then yeah. come back and utilize them as needed. Yeah, that's true. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. So are those like like if you if you're wanting to do sort of like more observational stuff, is that your taste in comedy? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I my favorite comics are very personal. Yeah. So I think it's more like, I think it's like also like, it's kind of like training with ankle weights on. Like, yeah. now when I swear on stage, it's yeah. so much fun. Yeah. Like, I did Valentine's Day shows and I did relationship jokes for the first time in six months. And yeah. And it was so much fun. Really? Yeah. So I think it's more like, it's more just building different skills. Yeah, for sure. Because I think when I started, I was 19. Mm-hmm. I looked 15. I'm a very small person. And it was like, it was just too easy to be like, I'm little and I can say fuck. And they'd be like, we love you. You're yeah. so brave. And I <laughs> That's cool that yeah. you didn't embrace that really. Is it? Or is I, it dumb? I don't no, know. No, no. I think it's, I think it's cool to not take the easy way artistically. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Like if you just relied on annoying. that and then you, and then you weren't inspired, I think that'd become evident. I think there's lots of people who start and they have kind of an easy thing they can Mm -hmm. do and then they just do that and then they're stuck in the same place forever. That's a good point. I think that that was that's when I stopped doing it. Like it wasn't like I hated it the whole time. It it was getting to the point where I I also hated the audiences for for liking those jokes. I went through a phase of that, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I was playing at them instead of for them. Yeah. And I used I used to have so many jokes where the structure of the joke was that it was a me not know understanding something <laughs> or just being like what is what i don't understand and they'd be like haha we understand and you don't and then i'd be like i fucking wrote the joke yeah, like i get yeah, so yeah, mad at them yeah for, for not getting that yeah, yeah. even though i wrote the joke it, t- to be me at the yeah that's great so now i'm trying really hard not to like i used to do so many jokes about about being like 19 and a girl and like mm-hmm. i don't even know how to get through the world you know yeah yeah and i hated that you, she just rolled her eyes <laughs> <laughs> at myself for writing those yeah. jokes but it's it's tough because y- you know something that will work yeah you know that's true there's lots of people who don't know what will work at all yeah <laughs> i think a lot of people are afraid to be themselves i think that's the main thing for sure and yeah. then ironically that's what people will connect to in the end yeah 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 they I want so. some it's like they can see through things unless you're just super truthful but that's what's difficult too about being an artist is like you want to have some fun and exaggerate your own thing on stage. Yes, true. And so, so where do you draw the line for that? You know. Yeah. It's it's funny too coming from the music world and then sort of being ingratiated with lots of comedians and mm-hmm. stuff, seeing the sort of um, tropes of what I've experienced in music in comedy, where mm-hmm. people will really hate certain uh, comedians who are successful not even locally i mean yeah, yeah but yeah. it'll be like oh fuck crystalia like people mm-hmm. will say that and then to me i'm like why but then i'm like fuck blink 182 or whatever in my world is like that mm-hmm. so it's 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 made me relook at not that i hate blink 182 or anything you know what i mean i'm just using an example of yeah something that that was like kind of blew up really organically but then like people who are who are comics and have been for a long time might be like, why would you like him or her when there's the better version mm-hmm. of that? That's not as successful. Yeah. So it's, it's just interesting to see that. I think um, Chris Griffin is a comedian. Yeah. He, he f- just really like talks a lot and, and gave me the impression. Like, I don't know if he did this on purpose, but I think you can learn something from everything that is popular. Yeah. Like everything. Of course. And the answer is not, People like Boston Pizza because they're idiots. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's something there for them. There's something there for them. I think the responsibility of someone is to figure out what that is and why that is and not just like discredit a huge amount of people. Yeah, exactly. And I think making pop music, you must think about that more than anything because- For sure. And people are like, oh, if I- I don't know. It's not like everyone who makes like really garbled synthetic whatever is just popular. No, it's It's easier (laughs) to make something unlistenable actually. Oh yeah, way easier. Anybody could do that. Yeah. Anybody could go on stage and bomb on purpose. Yeah. You know, it it's it's doing yeah. do being successful with it and uh, still like ha- riding the line of being innovative. Yeah. For the for me, that's the goal. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and yeah, that's, and that's what I thing, like. Right? People have different goals. Yeah, exactly. And I'm super okay with that. Yeah, of course. Like <laughs> one time, Patrick Maliha. Yeah. 
He is like an older, he'll hate me for saying that, but he is an older <laughs> comic. He lives three doors down from me. Well, he's older than you. He's 45 <laughs> uh, yeah. and I'm not. And um, he once said to me, he was just like, I just want to be like Michael Bay of comedy. I don't want to win an Oscar. Oh. I don't want to make, I just want to make people happy and make a fuck ton of money doing it. And I was like, yeah, man. I like, get it. If that's what you want and that's what you can bring to the world, I totally yeah. respect that. And that's his goal. And to me, that's not selling out. No. It's just something no. that's what it's, listen, it's an equation to figure out the right things to do to be successful. And it's kind of fun to like try to put the puzzle together. What do you think? What, how, because I have a definition for me. What do you think the definition for you of selling out is? I guess it would be if somebody is going on stage or putting up something they don't even like, yeah. hoping Me that too. it will be yeah. really successful. The, the, the kind of like, they'll like this because it's shit and people like shit. That's yeah. selling out to me. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, right now I can't even, not that I'd want to throw anyone under the bus, but I actually can't think of anything like that because I just don't really participate in it. Right. Like, it, it, that's what's interesting now about the internet and Spotify and mm -hmm. YouTube is you only have to fuck with the things you like already. Yeah. So I don't. That's why music. I yeah. think is weirder than ever right now and television is more normal like cable television okay I see I haven't had cable for so long I don't even yeah. know what's going on like That's when I fair. stay with my mom it's like I, I, it's kind of or in a hotel it's kind of refreshing yeah. it's like I love it. oh I don't even yeah. need to pick a movie there's already six yeah. on in a row that I, I'll watch oh, and Ocean's also, 12 there's like a you can abstain from the guilt of wanting to watch a bad movie yeah that's like true. If, I, I didn't choose I this. I feel like shit when I watch Twilight on Netflix. <laughs> I do it twice a year. <laughs> Always in hotels. Yeah, but if it's on if it's on cable, I'm on the road. I'm like, oh, what am I not gonna watch? It's the best. <laughs> You'll be like, I'm just gonna watch to that part. That part's good, and then you just watch. Later. I just miss, especially as a comic, an idea of a time where everyone had very similar references. Yeah. Oh yeah, I you guess know? so. Yeah. Like, everything's so specific now. It's tough that way, and then and then there's. Like, yeah, it's because, like, deep cut information that you would have had to search for before is just kind of in your face now. Yeah. Like, like p I was just talking about podcast culture. Yeah. That was, like, not a known thing before. And now, Mc like, McDonald's is trying to be the sponsor for your mom's house, Tom Segura and Christina really? Pajitsky's podcast. Yeah, like, that's the biggest corporation. It's one of yeah. the biggest corporations. And they're just, they're like, this thing's popular. Let's get involved. That's so crazy, you know? It is really crazy. Yeah. It's weird to think about it just being like your favorite radio show had a podcast. <laughs> that's how it was. Like, yeah, it was just like, oh, that's how I'll get NPR as a Canadian. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, it's funny. My my goal with this, because this podcast is is a lot often about music. But every music podcast out there sounds so NPR. -y, like this evening we will mm -hmm. be discussing the lyrics. You know, it's like just so dry. Yeah. So my goal was to like. That's why I have so many comics on. It's yeah. It's a fun conversation. And that's I also fun. like, it's funny when I asked you to do this show originally and you're like, I'm too young to know anything about music. <laughs> I'm like, good. That's perfect. Because I want to know, I want to show you things that you wouldn't. It's not that I'm too young. It's that <laughs> I, I, I became really good friends with um, Haley Blaze. Do you know mm -hmm. her? No. We had this, we've had this crush on each other all week. <laughs> we met on Valentine's Day. We've just been texting a lot. And um, she said something about something and I was like, I don't. I don't watch music. And she thought that was so <laughs> funny that I said that. You don't watch music? I don't go to concerts. That's I've okay. been to Chris Isaac. That's cool. Wilco. Yeah. Tragically Hip. Yeah. And Snow Patrol twice. Wow. They're not even my favorite artists <laughs> at all. That's such an interesting group of artists. I don't know Chris what. Isaac. Chris Isaac was my first concert. Really? Mm -hmm. It's a great night. Was that... Did you like ask for tickets or did you buy tickets to that um my dad and me went that's the cutest shit ever mm -hmm. okay and yeah. then what about snow patrol twice so he's uh, um, friends with gary from snow patrol <laughs> oh crazy so yeah every oh, time cool. he comes i'll go to that yeah that's uh did friend. you go the time ed sheeran opened yeah he dedicated his, not ed sheeran but gary dedicated a song to me and i, it, I was like 15 and i cried that's so mm -hmm. cute that's my favorite name drop that is a good name drop. Yeah. I wouldn't say, is that a name drop? Because it's just something that happened, and this is a podcast about music, so. Hey, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's so my do favorite. you, what about, do you listen to much music? Yes. Okay, so what, what's your, what do you, what's your go-to? Um, and does it change often? Yes. And no. On, okay. on title, you can yeah. have like, off, like offline options. Yeah. So I usually have like a playlist of like the songs like it's usually like 10 songs that i can't stop listening to you that's know? great yeah. then i have like two albums i want to try and listen to mm -hmm. and then i have frank ocean blonde frank ocean 
his first album, Nostalgia, maybe my it's like top three. For really? Me. Yeah. It's Frank Frank Ocean Blonde always, and um, usually like one of like three albums, like Tame Impala, Currents. Oh, okay, that's that's one of Lewis's favorite bands. Really? Yeah. Yeah, and then um, like Lauren Hill. You have such hip taste. I have very eclectic taste. Like I, I will listen to like a lot of like swing music all of a sudden. Wow. Or like I got like super into Edith Piaf once. I'm so impressed. But then I don't. I don't like. I hadn't listened to Ariana Grande a single song until Thank You Next. But that's cooler that you like that stuff instead of just what's uh, currently blowing up. I did not know who the Smiths were until like. uh, Do you do you like it now? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you're afraid to say no no i do i just don't <laughs> i don't connect with it but i like it okay i think for me honest to god the reality is is that music is not about me listening to music and thinking about the artist who made it Fair enough. it's about me like soundtracking my life yeah and then i like like i'll sit in my bed and i'll be like i'll just want to like be transported to the time when i listen to those songs to- it's just really selfish awful no that's not walking. selfish it is it I isn't think. though because it's a it's a personal experience and like my friend zach he's on a he's in a band called the Zolas. Mm. We were discussing like what the goal is when we're writing music. And he said this, and I think it's true. Our goal as songwriters writers is to deliver a feeling to whoever's listening to right. it. So you saying that it brings you back to a moment, that's mm-hmm. nostalgia. And that's one of the better feelings you can have. So I think that's a yeah. cool way to do it. That's you true. Know? I read on Reddit that um, people who get goosebumps when they listen to music yeah. is like they experience music differently than other people. Okay. Because it's and it's like really important to the way they think. And I oh. think I have that. Yeah, I have that. I get goosebumps. Yeah, I, I get, get goosebumps, goosebumps during comedy though too. Oh yeah, and me too. Movies. I will get goosebumps if I'm in the presence of something that's like really, really, really great. Yeah. Like sometimes it'll happen with art and stuff too, where I just get this feeling. Yeah. Me I too. think I would be a good. Um, a and R person or something, yeah, like manager, yeah. You could see if there's like some magic happening yeah, on stage. Yeah, but also everyone can, so who knows? Uh, I don't know. I think some people connect to things like it in a way that it aren't common things for other people to connect to. That's true. Like some 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 artists I work with and stuff will be like, it, it's just not the same thing I connect to, mm-hmm. and I think sometimes people. Like, you're the opposite of this. Some people will like something just because it's within a specific genre. And it's like, well, I like that genre, so I like this. Yeah, That's I'm not the complete you. opposite of that. Yeah, I'm not like that either. Yeah. Yeah, it, it needs to be a personal thing for me as well. And there's, like, artists who I will be obsessed with one of their songs. Yeah. And hate everything else they've done. and like, But obsessed with that one song. That's great. Is it? It's honest. I'm telling you, I don't talk about music. I, I abstain from talking about music. That's why I didn't want to be on this podcast. Because <laughs> I feel nervous are. about it. Yeah. I feel so. But you know what? The other thing is, mm-hmm. because I grew up with actor parents. Really? Yeah. It's cool. And um, I grew up like like that, where you talked about television and movies and everything, mm-hmm. like with to an insane level of like dissecting how they made it and everything you know yeah and then now i do that with comedy and writing and like all those things i have so much enjoyment of figuring out how it works and thinking about it and creatively like, thinking about in relation to my own self but that's not me like enjoying myself really okay so now the only things i can enjoy myself are when i listen to music or when i play video games like mm-hmm. those are the only fun things yeah because i know nothing about how it's done oh i totally understand that yeah because when you yeah, because when you dive in and it becomes your work, the dynamic has changed. Yeah. And so I wouldn't say it's it definitely hasn't been ruined for me music, but I, when I listen to it, I will be like, oh, you know what? That's a good idea. I should remember that for that song I'm working on. Yeah. Maybe it's like that for you with yeah. comedy too. Totally, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, that kind of tag. I never thought about yeah. approaching it that way. Yeah, for sure. And with acting and yeah. writing scripts and directing and stuff. Even though I don't even do that, but I still do that. I just have that. Yeah. That way of thinking. But I'm learning piano. Did I tell you that? Are you? No. Yeah. That's so cool. I got that app. <laughs> what app? <laughs> Simply Piano. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. What made you decide to do that? Well, I taught myself ukulele. What? When I was like 18. That's um, cool. And I used to do that on stage. Yeah. And then that was one of the things that was going too well and I hated it <laughs> and I quit. So then now I'm like, I, yeah, I, I'm always on the hunt. Same thing for hobbies that don't. Um, make me think in the same way or whatever and yeah. then I have inevitably turn it into like wanting to make it businessy yeah like now I'm like I'm gonna write piano songs and I'm gonna do them on stage and this is this is this is this goes to this is this, this I don't know that that's wrong though because it's just kind of the way it goes 
being someone who creates something. You know why it's wrong? Why? Because I can't play piano yet. Yeah, but so you're So why learning. am I getting so ahead of myself? Oh, I do that too. But but it's it's funny because I I will do that with I'll think of something funny and they'll make my friends laugh. Be like, what if I can say that on stage between this song and this song? That's something I'm super interested in. Yeah. Is um patter. Yeah. For musicians, mm-hmm. do you guys think about that? Haley says she thinks about it more than she thinks about like her outfit or her performance or anything. Yeah. Uh, I will. Um, the day before a show or cause my favorite bands were always awesome at it. Right. Like growing up, there's a band I love called mindless self indulgence and he would write jokes for between each song and stuff like that. That's amazing. They're like a punk band though. Yeah. And that, and that was the band that made me want to be in a band. And then so oh, cool. Yeah. And then, and then it, it was like the bands I like would have often have like Sarah Silverman open or something like mm-hmm. that. And so it's just always been part of the same world for me, but I'll think about it sometimes. And then that's the thing you've made uh, happen in Vancouver. I think. No, thank you. I really do think that like the music world and the comedy world were so separate versus oh. LA. They're very, yeah, they're, they're very close. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I like that. Like, you know, we, my band fake shark always has comics on the show. Yeah. That's cool. And uh, I, to me, that's what I'd want to see if I was going Really? Yeah, I think so. Like I yeah, me too, obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like, th- there's fatigue in rep- repetition at a show. Yeah. Like Graham Clark was on this shit podcast, and we, he was talking about how he thinks things are too long. Right. And is like, it, I kind of agree with him, but it might just be that it's so repetitive. Like, even yeah. my favorite band, I wouldn't want to watch for three hours. It's crazy. It's too long. No, I wouldn't want. Like to ninety this. minutes would be great. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, that's kind of. That's kind of what I like is like sort of a variety. And then I think the audience is more ready to hear music if they've heard people talking for 20 yeah. minutes before that. Well, also, like they can listen to music alone at home. Yeah, you know? totally. They want to see like who you are, I think. I used to always when I when I went to concert stuff, like as a teenager, I'd be like, talk more. Like I just wanted yeah. the jokes. And then I was like, you're a fucking stand up, you idiot. Like, <laughs> but, you know, it was very good. Pre song patter. Who? It's Chris Isaac. Oh, really? Yeah, he's really, 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 really funny. Really? Mm-hmm. What a cool guy. He does crowd work. Yeah, I, I try to do crowd work. You do? Yeah, like I, I uh, so I'll prepare a little bit, but also if there's someone in the crowd who's just egregiously asking for it, yeah. then I'll talk to them. And and I think that's one thing, you know, we were talking about, it's like you got to have, have some X factor at your yeah. thing. That's what I try to have be ours is like yeah. I can kind of do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But Chris Isaac, I believe it because he's he's almost like kind of like a Sinatra style yeah. person where it's just oozing charisma. Yeah. And I love that. He's so charismatic. I'd, <laughs> I'd bang him for sure. The, uh, I'm sure we can hook that up. Could we? I, w- I, I would like to think so. I mean, if, I'm he, in. <laughs> if he saw you, would be a rap. Uh, and that's called a compliment. Thank you. <laughs> I'm trying to take compliments better. Are I you? just sort of stared off into space while you said that until you said that was a compliment. And I was like, oh, what I got you, this. Are you? Do you have a hard time? Why do you have a hard time receiving them? What are you supposed to say? Thank you. I think we, <laughs> I think sometimes someone, someone not like what you just did, yeah. but sometimes someone will compliment you on a thing you already know about yourself. Like, like good set. And you're like, and you can't like fake like, what? Oh my God. Thank you. That no, really yeah. matters to me. But you also can't be like, it was, I no, it wasn't. But then also people will compliment me on like whatever. People will make jokes like, you know, you're pretty, you know, people mm-hmm. will make that kind of joke to me. Right. And I, I have such a desire to be like, I I, I don't see myself like that. Yeah. And I see myself as like a, a like a weirdo child yeah. with who doesn't fit in, you know? Yeah. So it's like every time I'm confident, I'm like confronted with that. Yeah. Because I pride myself on being self-aware because I'm a comedian. Yeah. And you have to be so, so self-aware. And there seems to be just this big gap. And then sometimes I look at me and I'm like, fucking hot as shit. <laughs> and then I look at a picture of me and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I just can't get a handle on well, it. We all have... I think most entertainers have some form of body dysmorphia, whether it yeah. be in the right direction or the wrong direction. But uh, I, I think, though, when someone's like, great set, you can just be like, thank you. You know what I mean? That's but true. I, I, and I've, I've struggled with that in the past, too, because I felt like I don't deserve that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and and it's like, you know, the, the cliche of we're all our biggest critics. Like, I am just <laughs> thinking about, oh, man, I didn't really do that thing that I've been practicing or yeah I yeah, didn't yeah. Really do well this is what i was talking to Haley about too like i have no one i have no idea how musicians know they did well yeah yeah i know it's it's weird because sometimes i'll feel like 
we're not playing as good as we can, but the crowd's like, yeah. Yeah. And I want to be like, no, you don't get it. It doesn't even matter. And nothing (laughs) matters. It's like the same thing. It's like nothing matters in music except if you're creating those emotions and making that connection. Yeah. But do you feel it? Do you get in that, do you get in that rip curl and you feel it sometimes? Oh yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's, that's what's fun about being, uh, playing music for people is it's like, yeah, it's like this wave you're riding and it's almost not up to you. Yeah. You know, like if if you're doing a stand up set and something you say doesn't go over, there's going to be silence. Not for me. We can just go into the next thing. And it's almost like it didn't even happen, mm. you know, and then and then mm. the, the power of the chords we're playing is mm-hmm. emotional for people. And so it's kind of cool to be at the front of that. That's you know? really cool. Yeah. And then also for, for what we do, like I've been lucky enough to play some arena shows and that feeling is insane. It's yeah. like you can't lose almost. I can't even imagine. Yeah. I wonder what, it, I don't even know what it would be like to be doing stand up in an arena. It seems like it'd be just impossible. I think it's such a different thing. Mm-hmm. Like when I watched Louis, even at um, Thunderbird, which is like 8,000, yeah. the laugh is not laughter. It's like this wave of energy and sound that isn't even really laughter. It's like <laughs> a different thing. Yeah. It sounds completely different. It acts, com- it moves completely different through a thing. Like, yeah. remember I used to watch people do stand up, like stand up specials before I started in really, really, really big places. Yeah. And I was like, why are they repeating the punchline or like saying oh. the same punchline like three or four times? It used to drive me nuts. Because it it's like catching up to the crowd. Or because something. they have four or five fucking minutes that they got to kill while people are still laughing. Oh, wow. That's so weird. That's it's really hard to catch a rhythm that way, I suppose. I think they just learn how to do it event once you've been doing it for a while. That's what's weird about stand up though, is that just because you become an arena act, you're doesn't mean you're gonna stay that way. Yeah. With, with music it does often. Mm-hmm. Like you two will never do a small club again. Mm-hmm. You know, and they've been doing arenas since the late eighties. Yeah, Gary actually I think taught me that too from from opening for you too. Oh, really? It's like if you do a stadium in Mexico of 50,000 people, like it's not even. Yeah. But he's like, you know, you feel like you're a rock star when you come off. Then you watch them do it and you're like, no one's even going to buy your t-shirt anymore. (laughs) Like they are so good. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's so true. But, but it's crazy. Like when I think about the different comics I've seen graduate to arenas, Mm -hmm. like Dane Cook or whoever, he's not doing arenas now. You know because what I mean? Because comedy's of the moment. It's yeah. like it's like hip hop. Like it doesn't. For sure. Not everyone ages well in that's comedy. That's a good. That's a good point. I'm just trying to think of comedians that consistently can do arenas. Like, I don't know that you know, yeah. Amy Schumer will be doing arenas forever. No. You know what I mean? Yeah, they they called Dane Cook the stadium dog for a bit there. Really? Mm-hmm. Like as a compliment or? I don't know. It's in an episode of Louie where they're like, oh, you're going to go see the stadium dog. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. love that episode where they talk about him stealing his jokes. Joke. Yeah. That was like the best episode. That was an amazing I episode. I like how Jim Norton was just in the hallway. <laughs> so yeah. weird. So yeah. weird. Yeah. I mean, Louie was, uh, Louie could have done bigger theaters than he did. Mm-hmm. He he just didn't want to. Some bands did that too. But isn't that funny? Louis probably stayed. Well, Chris Rock. Yeah. Chris Rock has stayed in very big stadiums for a very long time. That's true. That's true. I was going to say Chappelle, but he likes doing small clubs. And he also like disappeared for 10 years. So yeah. 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 But I remember Are you he, a Chappelle guy? I feel like you are. Yeah, I have a ta- tattoo of him. I didn't know that. Yeah. My wow. pants are too tight to show you. I'll show you a picture <laughs> after. But yeah, he's he's one of my favorites. Did you see that thing about how he surprised that couple who no. couldn't get into his show a guy it wasn't wheelchair accessible or something and Aww. so and then he couldn't get tickets so Chappelle just showed up and like gave them tickets and really? got them in the show yeah this is this week yeah oh that's so nice yeah yeah I love that who who do you think your favorites are um I'm bad at this question probably that's Norm I love Norm and like I I wouldn't I wouldn't not tell people that Louis is my favorite con- I mean when someone like makes you do the thing you do like like you said that band makes you want to be in a band like mm-hmm. definitely for me it was like Louis that want, made like me want to be a thing. comic and also the show and the the art and the artist are two different things yeah I don't know if they are you don't think so um you don't think you can enjoy someone's thing without looking at their personality also do I enjoy people's things without looking at their personality yes do I think that me like I I, I have I really struggle with this because mm-hmm. do I think me watching yeah. Louis specials on Netflix right now and those numbers continuing to tick up yeah, makes people enough. think like oh let's put him in fucking shows again yeah and then and then people are like well just don't put women on the show with him or whatever and I'm like what about the waitresses what are the people yeah. afterwards like it, people don't exist yeah. art doesn't exist without the artist that's like we were talking about the mental health thing you know yeah. it isn't it isn't zooming out of your physical body like you 
yeah. you are that thing and you always especially for stand-ups yeah. it's not like they can make a painting and you can go see it and they won't it's actually them yeah. like I have I my whole probably since I was like 15 I've like had dreams talking to Louie Really? And he would give me advice and yeah. he would like, he'd watch, uh, sometimes he'd watch my sets and like, or he'd give me tags and stuff in my yeah. dreams. Whoa. Then when he got me too, I would just have like all these dreams of me like screaming at him and crying. Whoa. And sometimes he'd be like, fuck you, man. Like, you, I don't know you anything. And sometimes yeah. he'd be like, I'm sorry. And like, <laughs> and then when that leaked set came out, yeah, I had this dream where I was on stage mm-hmm. and he was on like a boat. Yeah. And he was gonna. And he hadn't seen me do a set in a really long time okay. in this dream. Yeah. And this is so. You're such a recurring this is relationship. Such bullshit. In your I dream. know. To me, he feels like a real person that I know. Yeah. Um, and then he was on the boat, and he was being really hard on me that day. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Do a fucking good set, so I can like do something. So something good will happen to you, and I'll make something good happen to you." And Whoa. I was like, "Okay, like I'll go do a good set." Mm-hmm. And then I went on stage, and I looked at him, and I looked at the crowd, and I pressed a button. And made his boat go away <laughs> because I did not want, I didn't wow. want to care about what he thought about was me anymore. Was that closure for you? And I haven't had a dream since. Holy shit. That's crazy and awesome. But I think it was like that thing of like, um, A, people outgrow their teachers, mm-hmm. even if they, their teacher doesn't know them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but also B, like you can't have heroes and trying to be, you know what I mean? Like he's, he has, he, he took longer than most people, but he has aged out mm-hmm. of being this person that wrote things that mattered to me. Yeah, fair enough. And I now have to write things that matter to me. Yeah. I'm no. going to start crying. No, I, no. You're really bringing out a lot of very personal things about me. I brought you here to cry. I don't know. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm going to listen to this podcast and be like, oh my God, Maddie, like you're such a self-indulgent no, asshole. No, no, this is a great conversation. But okay. that that's, it's, it's hard to... Because so much of what was successful at a certain point, things are coming out about those people, especially mm-hmm. in music. Mm-hmm. Like almost every 70s band is just mm-hmm. are just awful people, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it's it's so disappointing to find out those things because back then uh, there wasn't much music or MTV or, or barely any interviews. So you didn't know even that Led Zeppelin were British. You just hear the music yeah. and then it'd be like, I like that song. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nowadays, it's like, you know, everything I know more than you breakfast. want to know. Yeah. Yeah. Today. What's that? But that's also what, we're, what we we as a cult people yeah. want from our entertainers. Yeah. We want them to be part of our life. We want that's why podcasts are because they're yeah. long. We want we want hours of, of this intimate hangout experience. Yeah. Have you seen that meme that's like three guys like on a billboard? Like eating cereal, no. and then one guy's like beside them eating cereal, like laughing along with them. <laughs> that's what, and then it's like me with my podcast that's friends. Great. That's yeah. what podcasting is. Yeah, uh, it's funny because my band we listen to podcasts so much. Right, you told me this. All co- you guys listen to so much comedy. Oh yeah, and and it's it's funny like a lot of my comedian friends listen to so much music. Yeah, but it's current music, you yeah. know. Uh, and then my band listens to really current comedy. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's weird because you got to draw from somewhere yeah and it's just fresh and like yeah. we're we're playing music and writing music all the time so when we're on tour and in the bus or whatever or in the van or we will put on something that's gonna be take us out of what we're always doing yeah you know well it's funny because i keep thinking about this where uh i'm still at the age where i have n- there's so many things i can still catch up on you yeah. know what i mean i just read like the belt jar like yeah. i'm still reading like and watching and ingesting like classics yeah and there comes a certain point where you are kind of caught up on everything you'll ever enjoy that's already happened yeah and you just have to hope that more people are making great things in the present oh for sure because and that's so interesting and also depending on when you discover things you might not like yeah. i remember i had a roommate and he was trying to show his niece uh the original blade runner right and she was 12 and that's I was too young watching her struggle mm-hmm. because the pacing of that movie is so slow mm-hmm. but to my roommate who was older than me it was his favorite movie yeah. when he was a kid but this just the pacing yeah like it's never going to mean anything to her but that's funny because I the Blade Runner is my example of a thing that gets overhyped to you, but you still love it. Oh, okay. My dad told me I was going to love Blade Runner my entire life. <laughs> and when I watched it, I loved really? it. I, people told me I was going to love the Bell Jar my entire life. And when I read it, I loved it. Yeah, that's good. So sometimes that does happen. Yeah. You know, but most like The Godfather, I was like, I can't watch something that I've seen multiple parodies of already and enjoy it. Oh, that's. It. That's something that happens too. Yeah, you can't watch the, you can't watch a classic movie if you've already seen The Simpsons do it three times. And Cape Fear, same thing. Yeah, that's so funny. That's such a good point. It's like it was so good that it ruined its that it own ruined legend. Itself. Yeah, <laughs> like I loved Goodfellas. Yeah, 
because Goodfellas was like an anti-Godfather. So like, yeah. the, you know. That's my favorite of those movies. Me too. Yeah, for sure. Weird because to- it's the only one that makes any fucking sense. <laughs> that is what would happen. Yeah. You would go into witness protection and you would you would be bored. That's what would happen. Do you, have you watched The Sopranos? No. I, this is another thing I do. Uh-huh. I save things um, oh. so that I won't run out too fast because I... I have this Your theory is that hilarious. <laughs> if I if I if I do run out, yep. I will probably kill myself. Mm. So I haven't watched The Wire or The Sopranos, so okay. I am safe. Well, The Sopranos you're gonna like because it's a lot of the same writers as Goodfellas. Almost the entire cast is also in it at some point, okay. including Ray Liotta. Okay, good. It's crazy. It's it's so similar. Is Ray Liotta sexy or? Uh, to me, he yeah, I think so. Was he considered a sexy person? I. Th- I think so. Uh, he's also just really charismatic, uh, and I think he's a handsome guy, especially in Goodfellas. Okay. Do you not think cool. so? No, I, d- I do. I just need to check these you things. Test. I made a joke about thinking Alex Trebek was sexy, and everyone <laughs> fucking lost their <laughs> shit. <laughs> everyone was like, "What the fuck is?" R-? So I have to test these things. Now. Okay. Yeah. Who yeah. else? Um, there's a lot. There's a lot of. Let's people. go through them. A lot of old guys. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll ask you about some old guys. Anthony okay. Hopkins. No. Not sexy. Mm-mm. Seems like a father figure, huh? To somebody, I think that they need to have a certain a certain quirk. Okay. Yeah. Do you like uh, what about it? Like the fact that he's British? I do. Gordon Ramsay. Oh man, Gordon Ramsay's the Gordon best. Gordon Ramsay can get it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I didn't think that till I saw him with the kids. Oh, he's good with kids. He's so good with kids. He is. I just like my girl just got me into his shows, and I didn't. I didn't even know about him, and now that I do, there's like so much content to take in. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's like when you get into a it's band a and you're like, oh, this band's good. And they have like eight albums. Who is the person in your life? I ask this to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Who is the person in your life that you watch every interview they do and you need to know? Like, like you need to mm-hmm. actually ingest everything that they have available. Okay. Uh, I really like when podcasts are concerned. I love when Anthony Jeslin makes on podcasts. Interesting. He's hila- He makes me laugh just because it's just. A, a roast clinic all the time which i yeah. like um i really like frank ocean yeah he doesn't really do that many interviews so it's easy and erica badu i love mm. and then i'm trying to think of who else i and i'm a big interview person so this should be easier i'm trying to who's who do you like i don't know why this is mm-hmm. i mean i have theories but i'm like very obsessed with bo burnham oh really yeah i really like the way he talks about <laughs> I a I really relate to like just mm. an angst machine, yeah. which I think is what he is. Yeah, and I also just I just really like the way he like dissects what media does yeah. to us, and That's like true. I care about that, and I don't really have I don't, and I also think that he's such a rare person. Who, everyone in my life is trying to be famous so that we can have a a, a stable career. Yeah, that's really the only stability you could get is like yeah. you get you reach a level of fame where you don't have to be as hustling as hard. You know, totally. Yeah, and he got that thrust upon him. Yeah. and cares very much what he does with it. Yeah, that's a good that's a good point. Yeah, and I just like him. I just yeah. I, he's you know silly. what? I heard him. I love silly in comedy. And I, I love eighth underrated. grade. I think is probably the best movie that I've seen for years. It. You'd seen love it. it. You'd yeah? love it. Okay. Yeah, it's great. You're building it up like Blade Runner. Uh, it, it'll still be okay. Great. It's the Blade Runner. It's of the Blade Runner of 2018. <laughs> he Bo Burnham said something that I thought was interesting, but I don't know that I agree with it. Where he was, and I like him too, by the way. Mm-hmm. He, but he was saying that he thinks comedy is kind of tired and predictable right now, but music is is uh, better right now. And he's like, listen to the pop yeah, music; I agree. it's so crazy. But just because something's crazy doesn't make it quality. I think. Because I think in music, mm. it's not easy to make something that strikes a nerve and is uh, the songwriting is something you can like hang your hat on. But I think there's a lot of music right now that mm-hmm. is really, really structurally interesting and yeah. still makes me think stuff. And I think that's what he means by that. Yeah. I think for him, he has this whole rant about how Trump won comedically and how political comedy is like. And I very much agree with this. Like, mm-hmm. I, I really in my soul think that political comedy is the reason we got Trump. Oh, that's such a good point. And, like, I think that that's not being talked about. Yeah. Really. Yeah. And I don't understand why because I'm also, like, I just really care about empathy and I care about yeah. empathy about how we how we go about these social changes and I, no one will ever change their mind because they're being made fun of. Ever. That's such a great point. And if you're or being yelled best at. Poli- <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Or being yelled at. Yeah, or being yelled 
that. Or yeah. being told that the leader that you care about is ugly. Yeah. Who fucking cares? <laughs> Why is there so many jokes about yeah. evil people being ugly? Yeah. That's not the reason they're evil. Yeah. The reason they're evil is because they're evil. Yeah. Why are we all talking about the way they look? Yeah. Like some, I mean, it is funny sometimes when someone really evil looks really evil. I mean, that's funny, <laughs> but some, but then, then it's like, eventually, of course, the right was going to catch up and start making fun of our hypocrisies. Like, yeah. and then it's just two people making fun of each other yeah. and no one listening. And no, yeah. And both sides are too stubborn to. Yeah. Yeah. I get most of my current events through memes. Really? I'm, yeah. That's like the new newspaper. That in your well, phone, I'm, of Well, I've got my phone newspaper. <laughs> yeah. Memes don't pop. That's true. <laughs> uh, I wanted to show you. Uh, just give me your honest reaction of knowing that this was a hit song. This is Prince, you know, you know Prince, I'm um, sure. Yeah. But he he got asked to do the music for the first Batman movie that ever came out. Really? And he was his whole thing was okay, cool, but I'm gonna have Michael Jackson work on it too, and I'm gonna do the music for the Joker, and Michael <laughs> Jackson will do the music for Batman. And Michael Jackson was like, I want to do the music for the Joker. And Prince was like, you're fired. And fired him. No. Fired Michael Jackson. And then he's like, I'll do it all myself. And then he started making this really beautiful song that was called Dance with the Devil. And he wrote the song and then found God. <laughs> Prince did? Yeah, he became a Jehovah's Witness. I didn't know that. And then he was like, this song is too evil to be heard by anybody. So he put it in the vault and then made this weird song. And this is what it came out. He like made it in like one night. It's called Bat Dance. Oh my god. <laughs> this was a hit song. Number one hit song in the world for a long time. This was also the first piece of music I ever owned. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's great too? You can do this song at karaoke and there's no singing in it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm distracted by how buck wild the music video is. Yeah. This is Jonathan. Hi, Jonathan. This is Maddie Kelly. Oh yeah, you're hosting on, aren't you? Yeah, the, yeah. the live stream. Yes. Show. Oh, nice to meet you. Yeah. Why, why am I not the MP3 crew? Why do I not know you had a podcast? <laughs> have I not accomplished enough? In You've my accomplished life? a lot. Do you okay. have any rants about Bo Burnham? <laughs> yeah, we can. Who can I rant about? Bo Burnham, but what's well, pro Bo Burnham? <laughs> He's a comedian that was a YouTube star and then transitioned into being a stand-up. And He's now filmmaker. Yeah. What happens now? Because you're not going live, are you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going live, but this is going on the episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, now I look like a dude. No, no you, you don't. don't. In, in media res. <laughs> <laughs> I was showing her Bat Dance. Oh. Do you remember that? It was the a hit. Prince, uh, yeah. It was a number one very hit. controversial in a weird way, just because Prince fans felt very conflicted about Well, it's what so felt weird. Like a bit of a corporate sellout and kind of a departure from... Yeah, what people liked about him. Because yeah. this was kind of... It came after Purple Rain, which was a big hit. Do you know that movie mm -hmm. and soundtrack? I don't understand how this would be a number one hit because there's no words in it. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was just so huge. I mean, I was alive at the time. He <laughs> <laughs> was so huge that he could have put out a, you know, the next song after Purple Rain could have been him farting and it would have gone Right. Time. So uh, I think it A lot of people would describe this as that. As him farting. Yeah. Figuratively. <laughs> Sick riffs, though. Yeah, Sick. you like that? Sick riffs. I don't know what I'm talking he's about. He's an <laughs> underrated guitar player. Like, he's an ama he was an amazing guitar player. Really? And if you yeah. look at, there's a thing um, when they inducted George Harrison into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. And he, they play While My Guitar Gently Weeps and his guitar. I mean, it's kind of yeah. excessive, but. It's amazing. Just from a pure guitar geek sort of perspective, you kind of watch it go, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, he's incredible. Yeah. Okay, well, I feel good that I interrupted. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. I yeah. Nothing else. Okay. I do want to talk to you before you leave today. I'll be back in there in like half an hour. Okay. Okay. Bye. Your, uh, whatever the hell <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, wow. Yeah. So that that was that kind of stuff could work back then, just based on the hype, because that movie had such a big uh, rollout and everything like that. It was like, yeah, everyone, everyone's interested in this. Then it was successful. But that was on the on radio. That. Just kind of bad man. I like your version better. Yeah, that sounds like a song that I'd be walking around making up. <laughs> 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 
and he goes over here, and now it's the guitar. Whoa, you <laughs> That's a shower music, song. Maddie. I did. I told you, ukulele. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's another reason I care about Bo Burnham is that mm-hmm. I think, like, musical comedy is, like, nine times out of ten, like, the hackest shit. Oh, of course. And it's, like, people, he is so good at uh-huh. making a structurally good song yeah, and packing talented. jokes into every chorus, which I couldn't even do when I was doing ukulele he's stuff. He's a talented guy for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have that's uh, another thing? Cool, to just be a genius, huh? Like <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah, I I oh, know. Well. Do you like um, are there th- are there comedians or or musicians that you are like, oh, that, that person's talented. I'm not into that, but that's yeah, pretty yeah. amazing. Yeah, all yeah. the time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I can't think of one we'll right now. Just leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a theoretical question where we don't hurt anyone's feelings. That's I what think, that was. I think most people are ta- talented. Yeah. Who are doing like who are popular? I think there's that's the same reason. I think there's the reason they're popular. Yeah, you know, you know what's interesting is a friend of mine just got a a manager in L.A. for acting, mm-hmm. and the manager gave him this advice, which he which was everyone that's moved here to be an actor is talented, mm-hmm. but the people that become successful are the ones that can just phase out all the other noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's such a good way of just saying like just put your head down and do the work. Yeah, you know? I know. We went to uh, all the screenwriting and filmmaking panels for the jfl northwest festival yeah and it was like four hours of people telling you to do the work and not not that i didn't like it because it made me do more work and yeah. it's, it's cool to have external motivation like that but it really it just is yeah yeah but my thing i'm interested in right now is like what constitutes the work because a lot of the time for me the work is not yeah sitting down and doing it the work is like i know the emotional reality of being okay being i don't know i think i have a really 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 big complex about being scared to get better like or being you really know? Mm-hmm. Or you think you have like a self-sabotaging element yeah, for sure yeah well i guess we're talking about but uh, it's funny because i romanticize it by saying like oh you're challenging yourself exactly that's yeah. what i do too yeah huh i wonder i wonder what the, the breaking point's going to be and which direction you're going to go with well i've gotten really into witchcraft <laughs> and that is helping me harness my power <laughs> you get too good at that exactly because <laughs> you can hurt people yeah yeah. Can show me more songs. Okay. Um, this is this is a ridiculous band that most people haven't heard of. They're called Sleepy Time Gorilla Museum. I like that. And it this oh, is Oh, papyrus font. <laughs> yeah, you like that? Nope. I'm um, a big font head. I'm 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 judgmental about fonts. Me too. It really changes my opinion about things. Vancouver does that to you. Vancouver is graphic design whore. Really? Oh yeah. I wouldn't need a bagel with that good graphic design. <laughs> I'll introduce you to Bagel after this yeah. podcast. Um, so this this band is a good example of like seemingly the only people who like bands like this are musicians that are so far into musicianship that they can't listen to anything common. Mm. And so there there's like an element, there's like a sort of like a clique of people who just like this sort of like borderline cartoony music so yeah this band's quite big and will sell out the commodore and stuff like oh. that but no one else put right. on their fans has ever heard of them so that's that, a thing too right there's comics comics oh yeah 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 and how do you feel about that are you able to be sort of outside that and just sort of look at something as being like okay well this is good and this is just want to be both yeah if i could do anything you know um, but we should wrap it up okay. that was an hour that was an hour yeah I was having so much fun. Yeah, so fun. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, Maddie. Sorry I yelled. You didn't yell. Sorry, I was like, I just have a lot of passion. That's good. (laughs) And I'm sorry that I did that whole rant about not taking compliments. Why? That wasn't a rant. Okay, felt like that was good. No, that's like a good. That's like an interesting conversation because a lot of people have problems taking compliments, and I'm one of them too, and I have been. And you got to wonder why that is. And I think for me, it's like. Because I'm hard on myself. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, I didn't deserve that. You should have seen this other thing I can do. I can do better than that. You know what I mean? So yeah. Like you feel you don't you don't deserve it. Or I don't or. care about it. Yeah. Like I really, I I never get sick of when someone's like, "You're funny." I'll be like, "Thank you." Like I just like I need to hear that. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Variation of it to like, I like when other musicians at my show will be like, "That was cool." That thing. Specifically. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. the best. Or when someone is because when you actually feel seen. Yeah. You know, when or your efforts yeah. are being noticed. Yeah. Okay, Maddie Kelly, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Okay. I don't even know your last name. <laughs> Just call me Kevin. I will. I'll call except you Kevin at Starbucks. Except at Starbucks. <laughs> and that's it, y'all. 
Thank you for listening. Thank you to Maddie Kelly for coming by. Go to her show. She has a show called All You Can Eat Laundry in Vancouver. Uh, it's a stand-up show. It's great. It's in kits. So go check that out. She's Maddie Kells on Instagram, as you heard. Uh, yeah, and I'm trying to think if there's any fake shark stuff coming up. I'm not sure that there is. Um, oh, wait. No, we do have a festival coming up. I just can't announce it. Um, anyway, thank you very much for listening. Thank you to Prince for writing Bad Dance. It's so strange. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Bye. And I-